Welcome to BAM, episode number 20. 20? It's 19. 19. Episode number 19. Start again. Hmm? No, let's keep rolling. I like, I like your intro because it's I organic. think it should be wrong it's it's, as well. Is someone hammering? Someone is hammering. Actually, last episode, something fell off They're the hammering. side of the building and made a huge thud. And it, we were talking about something and it just sounded like bang on the wall. And then we just carried on talking. We were driving it home, the point. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to hammer... <laughs> the major areas of this episode today mm-hmm. and so we're going to kick it off with some news yeah well today well today is cyber monday but probably when this episode um is published it might be cyber tuesday i don't know is that a thing <laughs> i think cyber tuesday tech is a thing. tuesday tech tuesday oh. but um basically uh the weekend that's just come and gone is the biggest sales period uh, and will be the biggest sales period until boxing day at least yep. um apparently so um we had black friday which a lot of people get offended about in australia particularly because we're not um we don't celebrate thanksgiving and so black friday was essentially attached to thanksgiving mm. is it the friday after thanksgiving yeah i, I don't remember it what it how what it is but it's like i think thursday's thanksgiving people yet. used to take the day off friday so they could link it up to the weekend and then it just became this thing have you guys ever been to the united states and celebrated thanksgiving in the united states no no it's a big deal mm. it's like christmas here it's really really big deal um yeah a lot of turkey time i hear yeah and they'll have like mince pies which isn't really an american thing as mm. well which is you know if you're a homesick australian it's a big deal to have a meat pie oh yeah but it doesn't taste the same it's got like fruit in it yeah it's not that nice fruit mince meat. yeah it's like a fruit mince it's not that great i'm probably saying the wrong thing but it's not great but anyway but anyway Anyway, um, Adobe released, or actually in the lead up to Black Friday, they made several predictions about how people, I guess, shopping habits of people um, and what, you know, items would be the most popular, how they would be shopping, which I found really interesting um, to share. I didn't really find it that surprising, but (laughs) because if you guys are, you probably, I'll leave a note, um, a link in the show notes, but they made this pretty crazy landing page with gradients and everything um and really nice graphs you can see right here Mm -hmm. but you might be able to say right here that i think it was something like i want to say quite a few billion dollars and this is just america the united states as well billion dollars i think it's like five billion dollars was spent on black friday and about 50 or 45 percent of that was done through a smartphone which is awesome because i think a lot of people don't really understand how um important Mm. mobile e-commerce is i think a lot of people just do the desktop experience and rely like solely on the responsive site Mm. um tablet is not that um significant nine percent nine percent that's uh pretty sad i mean obviously the the tablet experience is quite similar to a desktop experience in Mm -hmm. terms of like we've got the bigger screen but a smartphone i was just telling these guys before we like did the was that i was trying to purchase something on my phone as i was not as i was i was a passenger Mm. but yeah i got car sick so i had to stop but um (laughs) you didn't have your ipad with you if I have, yeah. so like my traveling iPad yep. in my bag and like always making purchases in the passenger seat. But look, I mean, it's really interesting because we, um, I think it's just really highlighting that case to really go through that design discovery mm. and also um, really important to have actually people 
you know, trialing the website before it goes live, like an e-commerce website, because look, the mobile experience is so different to a desktop experience for e-commerce. It's a lot more frustrating, I find, on a mobile. And a lot of times I often, I, I shop a lot on the couch with my mobile. And a lot of times I'll like get up and go on my desktop. Right. If I find like it's not behaving the right mm. way or things are jumping around, it's quite a frustrating experience. And that's, if it's, um, if it's an item that I'm not completely sold on and it's totally an impulse purchase, that's kind of that weak point at that moment yeah. where I'm like, you know what, I can't bother getting up to go on my desktop. So it's really in the interest of a lot of brands and, and businesses to create that solely, um, smartphone e-commerce experience. So it was really interesting. So the new Nintendo is really, really popular. Do you guys know about this new Nintendo? The, the new Nintendo, Nintendo Switch? Switch. Yeah. With two of the best games in history. What being games? Released. So they started off with um, the new Zelda game. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Zelda oh, ad where you, okay. you basically you just explore like anywhere. And the thing, the thing with the Nintendo Switch is you can, yeah, you can pluck it off the TV and mm -hmm. it's a handheld as well. So you just keep going mm. in the same game. Uh, and then they, they dropped Super Mario Odyssey. Oh my god! And okay, they cool. changed things for that game. Uh, apparently, it's a hit too. So, pretty exciting. It's on Rich's Christmas list. Mm -hmm. I want to get my daughter into that after she's finished playing Spyro One. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. so on PS Two, PS One. My wife said the graphics are just dreadful. They're awesome, though. <laughs> so apparently, popular things that were sold uh, pre-Thanksgiving were Christmas decor. I don't know if that was, I mean, look, like I said, this is United States data. It would be really, really interesting mm. to know um, what happened in Australia. Um, but apparel, computers and sporting goods were really popular pre on Thanksgiving. And then Black Friday, it was appliances, jewelry, tablets and televisions. And I think there was a really popular news item going around online that mm. like people got into a fire to check out at the United States over a TV or something. Do you mean every check out? Every, every check out. Yeah. I mean, it's like that, right? They open the doors and then it's just mayhem. I mean, it's, I went shopping all weekend, it felt like, and it was packed. Mm. I didn't go shopping on Friday, but I went shopping on Saturday and Sunday mm. um, for Christmas things. Yeah. And um, it was just like absolute mayhem at quarter to five. Mm. I was that person walking into Maya because I quickly needed to get wrapping paper for my sister-in-law's birthday present. So it was super important. Couldn't go, you know, the day to the before. Party. It was the day before. Very important. Super important. I couldn't go to the party <laughs> without it being wrapped. Like, what am I gonna do? Just hand her the present. Like, here you go. <laughs> That's the, uh, you know, the amount of like, yeah, thought I went to that. But yeah, there were people <laughs> like there was like a line at Mecca, which is a makeup store. You guys may yeah. or may not have heard it, but there was a line going out the door. It Just... was in, and it was like quarter to five on a Saturday. It was absolutely packed. One woman, and guys, yeah. here's a tip. Please, please be nice to sales assistants because a lot of them are Christmas casuals. And I encountered a woman at DJ's who was like on the verge of tears because a man had abused her because they didn't have some like sheet set or something in stock anymore. Mm -hmm. And he abused her. So please be nice because they're people and they're just trying to like pay their way. So we all got to just be cool and chill and, you know, hopefully people will be cool and chill now that they've heard this. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. But yeah, it's pretty stressful. But marketing and communications managers are always cool. So Totally. This shows the emotion that goes into the like the purchasing um, behavior, even on a website. It's like just mm. magnified by the number of people and the fact that you're actually physically doing something. Mm. Interesting. What's interesting as well is that the first one was Christmas decorations. Yeah. The second one was, one was apparel. Mm -hmm. So it's a majority of women that are leading online sales. 
Yep. Yeah. I can give you first-hand data of that and say, yes, we are. Yeah. I mean, I just sort of did a general verbal survey and asking friends and things like that. And look, some women were, you know, they were on board and they were getting things that they'd never even considered buying before just because the deals were so good. Right. But yeah. most guys were like, meh, they got their Xbox deals and whatever long <laughs> before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to be aware of. Um yeah, I think, and like you said, just just being sensitive to the the emotion that's attached to the buying cycle, mm. um, and then preempting that a lot. I think you know, there must be a, f- a fair percentage of Christmas purchases mm-hmm. that are for either for people like gifts for others or for yourself that are impulse buyers. Yeah, right. There's no like there's I I would fathom I I would be confident to say probably about. You know, around the twenty percent at least mm-hmm. would be just purchases that you never thought about getting for Christmas, but because you saw the deal and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll calculate this," and then, and then, yeah, after you really want it, you then determine these are all the logical reasons for having it. Mm. Um, that's part of the reason why I'm probably looking at making a purchase myself this Christmas. And my computer sounds like it's going to take off. There we go. There we go. Um, Go to darling. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, look, there are so many people out there. And I wonder if now is the good time to prime that because because we just are coming off like it's Cyber Monday today. The sales are kind of be dropping off a little bit up until Mm. Christmas. And I think there'll still be some sales, but it does make me think that there is that kind of opportunity out there that people are like, they're ripe. They're ready to just spend money right now. And I always thought that people would kind of be spending um christmas money for christmas gifts for themselves or for other people kind of like around this time anyway like a month before christmas um in saying that you'd be surprised how many people you know obviously at the shops on the 24th like running around crazy Mm. trying to buy gifts for people like really Mm. significant people in their lives like their partners or whatever um but (laughs) so don't do that guys yeah don't do that guys ask her friends um (laughs) yeah just research google only end in failure um and a huge fight which is pretty much half the course for my family even if you Uh, rush it and you get everything that you want but the next day if somebody knows that you rushed it you're done oh my god or like you forgot and then you remembered i mean hello i want to shut this down but um (laughs) it's like making the most unfortunate (laughs) sounds but uh yeah I can't remember what my point was. Oh, my point was that... Um, oh, update. Update and restart. Well, my point is that because people are, you know, they've kind of been groomed at this point to be spending lots of money. I think now's a really good time to, you know, start up that campaign of, yeah. you know, Christmas. I know that Witchery does a really good campaign. It's like the 12 days to Christmas. There's other retailers that do that. So 12 days leading up to Christmas, yeah. they'll have a different sale on and they don't publicize it beforehand. So it's like on the day, you know yeah. what the sale is. So yeah. it's kind of like deal or no deal like it's like a game mm-hmm. show it's like is the deal that was yesterday going to be better than today or you know yep. and then they've actually got a really good retention cycle as well so once you actually um purchase with them you'll get an email i think it's like the day after you'll get an email and if you spent a certain amount you'll um get a coupon code so you'll get like like ten dollars off your next purchase mm-hmm. then the day after you get another email saying you bought this awesome these are the other things in our store that will go with that thing that you just bought so it will range from a really inexpensive item like a necklace to a more expensive item, like a pair of shoes or something like that. And mm. then, um, yeah, this is a really cool, interesting way that they've kind of, um, 
I suppose, encouraging people to spend more money. Yeah, they're playing off the hype, right? Yeah. Everyone's already in that kind of mindset, so they're just sort of feeding into it and, and it takes care of itself. So yeah. it's a really smart time to do it. And you yeah. need an outfit for Christmas Day. Yeah. Sometimes multiple outfits. Yeah, because you've got to go to different houses. Yeah. You can't have everyone seeing the same clothes. Mm. And mm. if you're meeting the parents for the first time, like you need a parent's outfit, you know, mm. it can get pretty intense. <laughs> If you've got a podcast and you want to mix it up, you've got to have a new shirt every week. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or the same shirt every week. Either way. I wear the same thing every day. It's fine. All right. Whoa. So people would assume. <laughs> that's what happens when you wear black all the time. That was cool. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what's happening. I'm just going to leave this over here. And Black Friday. Black Friday. Black everything. Can I yeah. check it down here? No. Uh, oh, there we go. The mic. There we go. It's oh, it's quiet in here. Oh, thank God. All right. It's finally quiet. Um, yeah, I've got a, I got a, um, I guess a thing I've, I've come across that um, plays into that quite nicely. So I'll, I'll do my bit first, Josh, and then we'll move on to yours, if that's cool. Awesome. Right. So um, this is something I didn't know, but I've discovered that uh, Amazon Australia was rumoured to actually um, launch in time for uh, Black mm. Friday, because currently they, they, well, traditionally in Australia, or you can get uh, Kindle-related e-books or devices, that sort of thing. Um, Possibly audiobooks, that sort of thing, but, but basically none of the fruits that um, they sell in the US, uh, which we talked about last last uh, episode with the Amazon Echo uh, voice assistant, all of that sort of thing. So none of that um, applies to us, and they're doing a great job of it. Um, you know, possibly industry leading, but we don't get to see any of that. So it mm. turns out, um, yeah, they, the rumor was they were actually um, going to relaunch the amazon.com.au website on the Thursday uh, before Black Friday. Um, so that was <laughs> as per a email to select Amazon Marketplace sellers. However, um, it looks like it didn't happen. The uh, Some people have um, shown screenshots. Apparently the everything else section had 27 pages of items with um, brands, images and prices. But if you tried to add them to the cart, then you just end up back at the homepage. So we're not sure, just speculating. Maybe someone dropped the ball there. Um, there was also a, um, a Facebook group where someone posted a screenshot with lists of categories that are going to make it to the Australian Amazon store, which includes home products, office, toys, movies, games, clothing, um, beauty and baby products. Um, so that's 18 categories compared to 46 categories in the US. Um, and very interesting, the Amazon Prime video or music um, subscription services weren't listed there. Um, but there are rumours that we're getting them too, which could be could be interesting as well. Wouldn't it be bad for all those Lord of Rings yeah. fans that are waiting yep. for the new television series? Yep. Man in the High Castle as well is supposed mm. to be pretty good. Um, I don't think... What was the Grand Tour? I don't think that was as good as everyone hoped for. Top Gear fans, unfortunately. Um, according to an SMH report, which I'll include in the uh, show notes, um, Amazon have officially opened a 24,000 square metre centre in Melbourne's um, south. Um, and the flagship fulfillment centre will be located um, mm, thereabouts as well. I don't know where the South Gippsland Highway is, but it's around there. Uh, but the head office will be in Sydney. And they will be selling hundreds of thousands of products. Hang on. So, you know when I just go on Amazon.com? Because mm -hmm. I don't really care about this. I buy stuff. Dude, 10 years ago, I was e-commercing all the time and by that I mean I was buying stuff sure at my first job I had a pile of boxes this high and mm. people were like is it safe to buy online and I was like yeah so mm. it doesn't really impact me at all but 
Are we talking about like when I'm on Amazon.com and mm. I want to buy something and it says does not ship to Perth, mm. it may now say does ship to Perth. Basically. <gasps> that's what we're talking about here. So like all those Nike shoes and stuff that I want, yeah. super, watches. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh. So it's a big deal. This is going to affect me massively and all of you guys sitting next to me because those boxes yeah. are going to be stacked pretty damn high. It's going so, to change the middlemen too. Like there won't be, oh, yeah. so all the fulfillment companies that say, hey, if you want your product in New Zealand, do it to New Zealand or Australia mm-hmm. or anywhere else, like ship it to Florida, ship it to California, yeah. and then we'll put it in a box and do it for you as well for a price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So their business is going to drop a little bit. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't know about, uh, you know how they had, um, supermarkets where you could just walk in and take whatever you want and um <laughs> clever cameras and robots or whatever would be monitoring what you've taken and you would just be automatically billed when you walk out of the store no, so that was that's weird. a fresh product uh, fresh produce thing they were doing i think in the u.s maybe in the uk as well um i'm not sure if that's coming over at some point as well but um really in oh, terms of retail cool. um amazon uh, yeah they're, they're doing crazy things and, and in australia obviously we've got I guess fresh produce is a duopoly of, of Woolworths mm-hmm. versus Coles and, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, anti-competitive in that respect because it just mm. can't really afford to be another player um, and be very competitive. So that could be interesting as well. The whole space is crazy. Yeah. Like, in Japan, I think you've got trains that come through and they display the food on the side of the train and there are, there are areas where you can be able to select what food you want and yeah. then that's delivered to your home. And, and then when you think about AR, right, mm. it's probably not going to be very long before... You can go into your own cupboard yeah. and then be able to identify cool like just camera up this isn't there so order this this isn't there and order this and just go down the list and then mm. be able to send it through that's cool it's pretty bizarre yeah. Mm. Yeah. so i mean we talked about the um alexa virtual assistant um last week part of her role and part of the role of those little um echo dots being around the house is that you literally go to the cupboard and say oh we're out of paper towels at the minute, adds them to your account because it knows. Yeah, it's all tied into your account. It's interesting because I did a lot more reading on on voice and things like that after it, that episode, and it seems like a lot of people kind of in agreement that you know it, you don't really need to buy one of those now. Mm. Like you can wait a bit. I mean, because sure. Google Home was extremely like that was one of the products that were really advertised for this Black Friday and mm. this whole weekend um of sales like mm. it was crazy it was like every retailer was um selling or flogging that at a discounted price um and then i would i was actually seeing comments like should i buy this you know it was it mm. was weird like people mm. uh they want to buy it but you know there was a lot of opinion that you know it still needs a lot of work and you know yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't doubt that, you know, it's going to get, I mean, it's, it's happening. My, well, but. my takeaway is that well, without Amazon's um, position in the market here, there is, there is one player that isn't um, already set up with reasons for it. And I mm-hmm. guess the only other reason you would want to uh, speak to a virtual assistant is probably to get it to play music. And then the, mm. the problem there is you've got all these competing music services that are tied to these different devo- devices. So, um, you know, you, in the Google Home case, uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if it let you play any music other than Google um, Google Play Music. Oh, right. So, but yeah. if you have other devices or like YouTube your phone, Red. yeah, YouTube Red possibly mm-hmm. as well, yeah. but without the without the video components, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Um, but that gives you that gives you Google Play Music, mm. I believe. Mm. Oh, okay. I think it gives you a free music streaming. Correct me if I'm oh, wrong, okay. guys. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's it's just sort of part and parcel with the YouTube Red um, subscription, I think. So, but then, you know, if you've got an iPhone or whatever, I mean, there could be reasons why, um, 
one of these devices isn't ideal for you. So they're, they're very much in a, in a strange space at the moment. But, but um, Amazon's entry into Australia is, is definitely going to have ramifications across the whole space. I'm I, looking I forward to yeah. it. I really am. I think it's just so annoying how, you know, Australia tax is a thing. Yeah first of all and you know we've kind of been at the mercy of of um, many retailers here retailers here for mm. so long that i really am just looking forward to this disruption yeah. um but i i don't know i like just seeing how many people were out over the weekend and i know that the sales were a really great you know encouragement for people to get out of their homes it's like you know, people still have money to spend. They want to be in the midst of like, you know, you were saying about, you know, that impulse purchase. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes I've actually seen people looking at stuff in a store and then someone just comes along and they're like, oh, I never thought of that, but I might want that, you mm-hmm. know, but you don't really get that experience when you're shopping online. It's a little bit more, um, you, you kind of have to look for that kind of experience. Whereas if when you're actually in a store, you're a little bit more uh, tempted by what's around. Yeah. So you can't have a candy aisle at checkout <laughs> online. Yeah, you it's a little the, far away. It's a little bit removed, isn't it? Mm. Like it isn't the same. You're not immersed in that environment, so it's mm-hmm. not as easy. I mean, um, I think we went through, what was it? I think it was either Target or Kmart, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the aisles are so very long to the self-serve. Yeah. Like, just littered with every type of Pokemon gift, magazines, yeah. like, like small candies, yeah. travel. Yeah, like little like travel things. Any number of things. Some Christmas, like, mis- miscellaneous Christmas kind of um, objects or items, candles and the like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it's... You can see how people try and replicate that. So, yeah. for instance, Crazy Domains yeah. does that great in totally. their, their checkout process. So, when you go through and you search mm-hmm. their domain, you type in the domain, you add to cart... And then you're clicking next for about five different times before you get to the payment window. Mm. And so in that regard, I guess they're trying to adapt and, and mirror that to an extent. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no doubt that it works as well. Mm. But, um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I think as things progress, like maybe voice or combination of other things is going to help to immerse people better. Mm. So maybe you're on your phone and you're doing it. And then as you proceed through the checkout, maybe your phone does a cue and says, Hey, we noticed that you grabbed this. Mm-hmm. Did you notice you could get this for thirty three percent off yeah. as well and yeah. bundle it? Personalization is um, so important. Definitely. So yeah. I think it's going to be really fascinating. Well, Amazon does that currently. You know, like when you're looking at a product and it's like you could get this plus this oh, book sure. from the same author mm-hmm. or the same you know category related for items. A deal. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, I think I've only ever bought from that once before, but yeah. this splash page <laughs> where you select the item and you add it to cart and then it comes through and says, like you're saying, like these are all the other items in that mm. single page. Um, like, it's still got the main navigation there, but I've always been fascinated with that whole flow yeah. from the user experience. Oh. I wonder if Amazon would ever do a podcast. Unless they're doing it now and I just I haven't... I think they're, they're probably doing something similar. Just some way for people to passively consume content. I found out on the weekend that Vogue magazine... Mm. And I think I already sort of found this out and then I forgot it and then I remembered it again. But Vogue magazine, the American Vogue, um, have been running a podcast for the past year. Which, oh, year and three or four months or something. So you're all over it now? Mm, I subscribe, but I haven't uh, listened to anything. I haven't consumed yet. Uh, but you know what? You're awesome. those subscribers. Good on them. Because I, know, I mm. know that, I think it was Teen Vogue in the United States just closed down. So magazines are, you know, obviously closing yep. down. So it's a really awesome way that they've just basically continued that, you know, we're important because we, you know, you can yeah. consume us passively, you know, because sitting down reading a magazine. I know I'm going off on tangent here, but no, I just that's good. to be really interesting. That, yeah, sitting down with a magazine, I don't have time anymore to do that. 
because you're going through the whole journey of a magazine. Mm. So what better way to consume it than Which is actually... like 10% content, 90% ads. Well... <laughs> you heard me, Vogue. I, I put it out there. I, you know what it was for me, the breaking point <laughs> with Vogue? I remember I was like flying somewhere and that's the only time that I would ever actually actively engage in a magazine. And there was an article about pants and I was like, I'm educated. I have a job. Why am I reading an article about pants? And it was like different navy tones and this fabric. And then I was like, oh. So. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we, we, we met with a few clients and we've been talking about our digital marketing strategy or content uh, marketing mm. strategy and how, um, how easy it is to repurpose uh, possibly video footage like you might be watching now into audio as well. I hope and, I'm recording it. And yeah. they, they say, but we don't need a podcast. Like, yes. this is our brand. We don't need a podcast. And, and you know, mm. they might be right. They, you know, or maybe they're not considering it um, mm. as um, how potential audience members might be consuming things. So I, um, I was listening to uh, digital radio um, on the child station <laughs> because this is a thing I can do in my car now. So this is a brave new world. But there was an ad for the Body Shops podcast. Um, oh, and it, right. it was aimed at young mums, basically new mums who, who yeah. you know, might want tips on how to raise their children or whatever like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, good product placement, but this is the body shop of finding a niche, basically mm-hmm. doing audio content um, for a very, very specific target audience of people who are going to be, for starters, very interested in, in um, the advice they get and probably also interested in the products they sell. Yeah. So it's a question mm. of doing the uh, bait and switch. That yeah. is so interesting. It's really cheap too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that's awesome. Cause for me, like when I was growing up, body shop was like the place to get stuff. Like yeah. if you were having a birthday, you had to get a body shop set or something like soaps. Yes. You wouldn't even use them. Body shop, body butter. And like, uh, you know, that they're probably aiming like the women, like girls like me are probably more likely young mums. Mm. Perfect. Like, just carry on that, you know, journey to create a podcast that actually speaks to that that demographic, which is awesome. Um, but you know, I think the the whole thing with um, podcasting, and you know, we've obviously heard it with some of our prospects and clients that come through, and there's this reluctance. And I remember you even brought it up to me once. It was literally like your second or third day here, and you actually said to me we should do a podcast. And I actually laughed. I was like, that's ridiculous. Like I don't even, there's nothing that I think we could even offer if we had a podcast. I'm sorry if you took offense to that. It's, it was an amazing idea. I can't remember it. I'm probably but lying. I think we all talked about video content and those yeah. things. So. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just such a Big reluctance. opportunity. Yeah. But it's like, I think it's really coming to the stage where if you're not doing it, it's almost if you're not in that voice kind of category if you're not doing it you're just you don't even exist in a way um in that space i'm not saying overall i'm just saying in that space because it's just another way to consume content but in saying that as well if that's not the way that your target audience consumes content then cool it's understandable that you're not in that space but you should definitely be considering it for sure especially now when people are so like you know ready to open their wallets buy Mm, stuff yeah I mean, the testament for voice is really that there's still radios and cars, you know? They haven't changed them over and put televisions well, we need it or, for when there's or an video. apocalypse. So. <laughs> like, how are we going to communicate? Yeah. That's how they do it in The Walking Dead, right? Everything's on radio. Yeah. 
Well, that's how they did it in the first season. <laughs> Before they and then they got generators and started watching DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a great segment about Amazon. Thanks. Carry Thanks, on. Thanks, Jess. I'm done. Oh, what's that? <laughs> that's... T- <laughs> no, no, I was like... What oh, was no, the punchline? No, no, no. Um, yeah, I was... It ran away with me. No, I don't think I've got anything else to say. Just, um, I th- it looks like they dropped the ball and watched this space. Oh, Amazon, don't worry. They know. They know when they go live that they're just going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Star Trek drivers are going to... They're going to need to be applying for more drivers, which I am ready, Star Trek. I love the Christmas. I'm ready to spread the joy. If you need a driver, I'm very good. But, like, I'm all about it. Mm. I think they just... They just... They know. They've got it in the bag. And um, just to follow on, LinkedIn Marketing Solutions reckon that 45% of internet users age 25 to 34 worldwide listen to podcasts. So there you Ooh, go. Get on it. Get on it, I say. Cool. Um, yeah, so my... I guess my add to that was another topic which isn't quite digital marketing related. Mm. It is more so content related. And so... Um, the information that I just wanted to go over with you guys is Mashable.com put together an article and the article is titled YouTube is finally removing child exploitation videos. And so I talked briefly about it beforehand, but basically um, there have been a number of um, publishers on YouTube. YouTube um, YouTubers have been producing content of a questionable nature. And what's been most disturbing is that a lot of the YouTubers have been parents of children who have been um, very, like recording them in compromising positions whether they're tied up or there are extreme pranks being done um, upon them maybe they're be they're being scared um, in various ways and means um, and the whole purpose of it um, is to be able to garner views and and build a subscriber base and so what happened is uh, I'll sorry. just take a what why are they being tied up you're talking about kids, not like you're talking about kids being yeah. tied These up. These are kids. Right. Yeah. But but are you talking about like the parents see it as a as a joke or something? Yep. But as a means of of giving their market what they want, they feel that this is a type of content that they need to put together. So um okay. uh, BuzzFeed investigation published Wednesday that uncovered oh was published Wednesday which uncovered dozens of videos featuring child actors in uncomfortable and even abusive situations. Those videos have since been removed, but as BuzzFeed noted, YouTube had repeatedly failed to address user-submitted reports on these same issues. To further address the problem, YouTube plans to add more human oversight to its content and also expand its use of machine learning technology and automated tools to detect inappropriate content. and yeah, the as, as was mentioned before, uh, I think in a previous Mashable.com article, none of these videos were allowed to include advertising as well. So what's interesting is, so this is one aspect of it, which is where you have content producers who think, hey, cool, this is, this is the type of information I need to be producing to try and, um, you know, get ad revenue or... Um, try and get sponsorships for other things. I mean, look, it's, it's just some harmless fun with the kids. They don't mind. They're, they're all on board to do it. But the other side of it is really like the people you're creating the content for are not the types of people that you want to be seeing your kid in those positions. Yeah. And you, you certainly don't want to be planting that seed in the event that there are other kids, yeah. even maybe their own kids. Um, and they're thinking, hey, cool, this is content here that I can do here. Maybe this is something that I could do with my kids or, you know, it's just, it, 
it really and the reason I'm sharing this again it's it's not digital marketing so to, so to speak but I think it's an important issue I think it's yeah. important for a lot of people that watch or listen to this um, the, po- the podcast themselves mm. to be aware of um, I'm certain that there's a fair majority of people yeah. that have kids or you know who are aunties of kids or yep. uncles of kids and so for us to be aware of that I think it's a really important one um, so yeah YouTube is raising the bar in that regard yeah. but the other one that I was mentioning with you beforehand was just how there's a lot of content even on the YouTube Kids, Kids. app, yep. which you cannot filter um, between being legitimate, say, Peppa Pig ad to, you know, some kind of offshoot Peppa Pig um, content that's made to look yep. like a like a show, but so it really isn't. My daughter has watched not Peppa Pig, um, and I told her that's not Peppa Pig, and I don't want you to watch it. And she says to me, "Yeah, it is Peppa it's Pig." Peppa Pig. They don't know the difference. It's is it like dubbed. an adult it's, kind of style? Um, no, I believe um, she watches a lot of um, toys basically being sort of played with and, and the dialogue being spoken, but a lot of that's done by kids and that's fine. But I, I believe this was actually animated to, to look yeah. like Peppa Pig, so yeah. she wouldn't be able to tell the difference. She couldn't distinguish, right? Uh, but the voices were completely we off. Yeah. Um, but then, the, yeah, like the... You know, the content was definitely, you know, you got no, even if that episode was fine, you've got no idea what she's going to be listening to next. It's, mm. it's very, very disturbing. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to be, I think it's worth mentioning now in the November, oh, while we're still in November, mm. just because um, a lot of parents, I guess they're really busy, like you said, they're going to be shopping yeah. or whatnot. So maybe they might palm off their um, parental responsibilities to a degree when they're in the car and think, hey, look, I'll just give the iPad with yeah. the YouTube kids app or even just YouTube, generally speaking, because yeah. I know my kid only can only look at this channel or or whatnot but we just we don't understand how savvy our children are we also underestimate how savvy untoward people can be on platforms where Mm. there's a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and how they can um create content that may may look like something that's okay um there was another animated clip which showed um a group of bears on a plane and they were flying through and it looks completely placid like no issue at all and you think oh cool this is just a run in the middle episode and then you find out that no right in the middle of it it actually has the bears crashing in the plane and then burning and screaming as they they come to their their downfall um in terms of toys as well there are certain channels that have role-played um a toy kidnapping uh, a girl and dragging her and you know the that girl or that woman would actually play the role of the toy dressed up in in the outfit of the elf and so there's all these types of all these types of information that we're not aware of and so just like trigger warning people just in case oh yeah for sure (laughs) just be careful and and i think it it bears consideration that cool we should always have active roles certainly there's times when um like for myself and i'm sure like yourself richard when we're using, when we let the girls um, access YouTube, it's always in the room with us. So it's like, there are a lot of basic rules. Um, they're always in the room with us. Um, they're always viewing it with their sisters or they have YouTube hooked up to the television so that we can be able to hear it or see some of the content. And if, there's, if that's yeah. an issue, then we say, hey, look, you have to change it. But we don't simply just say, you've got to change it. We explain, look, there are two types yeah. of information. Yeah. Like this really looks like mm-hmm. Peppa Pig or Thomas Tank Engine or anything like that. Mm. But it really isn't. Yep. And you have to realize these are the types of people that create that. And it goes for a lot of things as well. I mean, that's part of, I think that's the main way kids get groomed, right? 
is through this type of content right. possibly in schools as well they're desensitized to how this is acceptable or in classrooms this is okay because i saw this cool video show the kids on your phone mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it's it's worth mentioning especially when we come to christmas everyone's going to be really busy they might say hey look i've got to wrap presents or decorate the house go and watch tv mm. um so yeah i don't think you can be um short on this regard i don't think yeah, you know I agree. yeah we made a rule pretty quick that um our daughter's not allowed to watch uh, YouTube on her own because, I mean, it only takes about three taps of the, you know, recommended for you before it just starts going way out the window. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. This is also to be mindful for, you know, parents that are buying, like, iPads or whatever for their kids. For that 100%. reason, like, to use, you know, for entertainment in the car yeah. or whatever, things yeah. like that. So. so don't bail on, you know, being the parent and thinking, oh, cool, the iPad's going to be this great entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, grab it to... Um, I guess magnify their experience for positive things yeah. definitely mm. yeah and I'm, but have some really clear rules set up i'm like horrified i mean i'm not surprised yeah. but i'm horrified at you know people filming those kinds of things yeah. and thinking that that's acceptable and if you thought the content itself was yeah. bad the other side of that mm. is you have people making comments oh, God. so you'll yeah. have kids yeah. there and then say a parent has naively set up a youtube account for their child mm-hmm. yeah say they've naively even put up a photo of their child in that then the yeah. child is going to see this picture of Peppa Pig. And then if the child is able to, maybe they start reading comments. Maybe there are a lot of leading comments there from people that are saying, hey, I'm a four-year-old, I'm like a 14-year-old or a six-year-old kid in America. Where are you from? And they're just waiting. It's just the bait. Like they, they yeah. throw it out there and they just sit there and wait until they get somebody. And then that's how you get them groomed. Like you, you end up saying, hey, do you know to use email or do you have messenger or do you have a, anything like that? And then mm. that's how you can start the conversation. Mm. So yeah it can be really scary so that's why i think as well there's a big move for a lot of content to end up having comments disabled yeah Yeah. so that people can't perpetuate that Mm. um but yeah the the report came out and was not only featured on mashable.com it was also on um a couple other different um news uh news platforms but um there is a big move from youtube to try and control that because they're realizing i don't even think they realize like i think Mm. youtube has no idea how much content out there is like really trash mm-hmm. to an extent mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's poor content it's created to to harm and hurt people so um yeah. yeah i think it's it's important for i guess us when we're creating our content to to also be aware hey these are the other factors kind of going on now mm-hmm. in our um, environment um and then yeah just approach creating information or using those platforms with a little bit more reverence being mindful of it mm. so that you can protect those that need to be protected or inform those that need to be informed I wonder if this would go um, for Facebook as well, because I know, you know, Facebook are doing Facebook Watch, or is that what it is called? Facebook Watch? And they were rolling it out oh, to it certain uh, accounts, or whether they've done it. I'm not sure what not that sure, is, Jess. Um, oh, it's pretty much like YouTube, but for Facebook. So um, a few week, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. we talked about, or I talked about how, like Gary Vee, for example, yep. he took, um, I think his show Ask Gary Vee off uh, YouTube in mm-hmm. an experiment to use Facebook Watch, which is basically like facebook's tv channel um but they um i think only slowly rolling it out to certain accounts so uh yeah but so I, i've noticed that when you get one video um taking over your whole screen then it automatically plays to the next one and the next one and, and i don't know how far that goes is that different or is that it or um is that just sort of symptomatic of their bigger push to want to just get you lost into videos like oh, you mean YouTube facebook watch yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that's obviously a new thing Facebook are doing, but mm. I don't know if that's... I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought it was significant enough to call it Facebook Watch, so you're probably talking about yeah. a separate tab or... 
Yeah, I think so. And I think it was only like only started uh, in the United States okay. and then they, yeah, slowly rolling it out. But obviously we've had heaps of issues mm. with Facebook Live, like murders being posted right. on Facebook Live, for example, like yeah. mm. absolute crazy stuff. And then they've got like a whole division of people that just watch videos yeah. constantly. So it's good to see that YouTube actually... Uh, being proactive in something like that but it's yeah. kind of a shame that it's mm. got to that stage you've, that, you've yeah. seen the um, the people who have to look at user submitted content day in day out filtering out the, the good and the bad stuff just mm. rooms full of people in the Philippines or wherever it is just looking on behalf of Google or Facebook or whoever wow. just, just, just like green button red button or however they do it but they yeah. just have to and it's out of control and, and I'm not surprised Facebook wants to slice at that market because Facebook did a really good job getting video as such a like an integral part of their you know cool mm. experience um, so props to them for doing it and yeah. it's, it's only natural they want to take on um, you know YouTube I don't like YouTube I, I never really have been a person who wants to go there I don't mm. know why yeah. I think it's a bit of a resource hold on whatever advice I'm using um, the comments yeah like you say they're kind of Terrible. obnoxious um, not a big Google Plus user, like for various reasons. Um, so it's it'll be interesting to have a bit of competition in that regard. Yeah, it might keep people honest. So I don't know because Vimeo is sort of a bit different, really. Yeah, it's got a really different. It's more focused to the like high definition because it really was more high definition mm. before YouTube was high yeah. def, and so it was, was more VO. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was more that kind of like. Um, artistic videos mm, mm. I suppose the way uh, Instagram was more than artistic photography before they introduced stories into it um, but yeah it's, it'll be really interesting I remember reading a, a um, article about people who do sit there and just watch videos mm. on Facebook mm. but you know it's so it's so incredibly powerful I mean they were basically able to elect a president through Facebook so <laughs> the United States so I'm not kidding. Mm, no. At all. I'm like, I'm kind of kidding that a little bit, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's totally had it the amount shows, of power that yeah, they have yeah, is yeah. unbelievable. So, I mean, certainly they should be taking steps to yeah. um, proof it for people for sure. No. But, but like, that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I've got. And YouTube's committed to creating a content guide as a result yep. for any creators. You know, obviously all the creators that are above the, that by the book, they're, yeah. they're going to create great content anyway, but they need to be covering themselves off. And they've also said that they, in and of themselves, they're like they're not the only solution to the problem. Mm. They've said we're part of the solution. And so we'll work with more experts to figure out what's the best way to approach this. Mm -hmm. We'll engage with more, um, I guess, qualified flaggers of content mm -hmm. to help us try and manage that information. But I'll, um, we'll include a link as well to a summary of, of what's going on on YouTube so that anyone that's interested can, can mm -hmm. read that, um, can watch it on YouTube. There's, um, um, yeah, there's, there's a pretty good video that summarizes everything. So I'll include that. Great. Oh, and kind of to, yeah, leverage off that as well. Mm. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about, uh, Twitter and essentially the whole controversy with Harvey Weinstein and mm. how, um, Twitter actually blocked Rose McGowan's account for a while and the kind of uproar that that caused. And, um, since then they've been committed to being more proactive in the community to make it safer for everyone to use. And that actually also includes, um, blocking accounts that are actually like being quicker to act to block mm. accounts that yep. are actually, um, trolls basically now i can't remember the exact account also because i just shut my computer on so i can't quickly yeah. google it but since they have um noted that they are going to be more proactive in that they actually did 
work very quickly to block a Twitter user, and I cannot remember who it was, but who was actually uh, spewing some sort of yeah. hate speech or something like that. So they were actually super quick to do that. So it's really cool. It'd be mm. really interesting to see the progression um, with Twitter and making it more um, safe for people to use, but actually being more sensitive to how people use it and not just being so black and white about things like blocking Rose McGowan because she tweeted yeah, something Yeah, it's interesting. Like, like companies want to like appear neutral. Yeah. So they're not favoring one side over the other, but they sort of, they can only do that for so long before they are favoring someone over yeah. the other. It's just, it's catch me. Actually, it's really interesting. super interesting, but yeah. someone started a Kickstarter for Charles Manson's uh, funeral funds. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard about this. So some random person decided that they were going to help Charles Manson out and contribute to his funeral fund because I don't think he has any surviving family or anything like that. Um, Kickstarter shot that down like that. Like it was pretty amazing. I think it was actually within a few hours that they shut it down, Hmm. which is really, really cool. Thank you, Kickstarter. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, it's really interesting to see this kind of movement to really protect users as well the interest of yeah. users so yeah, yeah um, that's pretty much all we have for today that's you guys cool. but if you have any questions for us that we can answer in upcoming episodes you can email us podcast at bam.com.au you can tweet us at bam creative and um, also let us know your thoughts on this episode or any of our previous episodes too because that's always really awesome to hear your feedback thank you so much guys see ya see ya see ya